besties. Welcome back to another episode of my podcast, Miss Congeniality. Happy May. I'm pretty sure we haven't spoken since April. Well, okay, so you have the surprise episode with Veronica, but I didn't really do updates. I wasn't really feeling like it. I was honestly just like, let's have fun. And then Veronica was so academic, which is Probably the thing I like most about her is that she's the funniest but also smartest person I know and she can just turn them on and off at her own leisure. So I didn't know she was pulling up smart the other day because I was pulling up dumb and that's not like a dig on myself. That's just to say that I wasn't feeling like I wasn't feeling like the smartest cookie and like she comes in being all smart but I hope you enjoyed that episode. I thought it was I thought it was wonderful like she is really just so Oh, she's the best. Hyping up your own best friend is like probably my MO. Like if you're if you're on my team, if you're on my roster, if you're part of my inner circle, like I will go to bat for you, take a bullet for you, do anything for you. And I will hype you up until the motherfucking day you die. But like Veronica deserves to be hyped up on some level. So I hope you enjoyed the little surprise episode. I don't really have a major list of any updates that I wanted to give. I more so just wanted to talk. I know that we haven't talked just us in a bit I took off last week thank you guys for understanding I obviously had a wild a wild go of it I feel like I've explained this a million times so just to explain it one more time I was misdiagnosed I do have PCOS and that diagnosis was real but because I was on my period when I was complaining about the abdominal pain none of the doctors thought to test for appendicitis until I went to the hospital because they we're thinking it was just ovarian related, just PCOS, potentially endometriosis, which we're still investigating. But they did not think that I had um, appendicitis. And so it was not until I went to the hospital a week after my appendix perforated that I found out I had appendicitis. And a lot of people don't know this, but when your appendix bursts or perforates, um, a lot of people, it, you will immediately know, you will immediately have to go to the hospital, you'll be throwing up. And then for other people, your body does a really good job of kind of creating sort of a protective like layer around your appendix to avoid the infection spreading to other areas of your body. And so you can go on for days not knowing that it had perforated or burst. And that's what happened to me. So when I got to the hospital, I was pretty stable. And because of that, they can't operate immediately. They would only operate if it was a true emergency situation because the appendix is attached to the colon. And in order to operate when it's that inflamed after a week of not um, getting anything taken care of, they'll have to remove the colon or parts of it as well, which is dangerous and all the things. So usually what they'll do is they'll treat with um, antibiotics. So I was in the hospital for a few days. I'm still on antibiotics. If my white blood cell count is looking good, I'm allowed to return to a very low-key version of my life by the end of the week. And honestly, it's been it's been wild because this is the third week, so it's like almost been a month. And that's like crazy. Like I have been very lucky in my life that while I live with autoimmune and chronic illness, I, I've never been to the hospital actually knock on wood uh both my breast reductions were done at surgery centers I've only been to the ER like twice for like panic attacks that I thought was me dying and then they were like you're not dying so I had never really experienced like being to the hospital and I guess I have never also experienced being out of commission for this long it's just caused me to reflect a lot I think mostly on the pressure I put on myself which I don't know if this is like an ADHD thing a birth order thing an anxiety thing but I just have spent the better part of the last probably seven years 
pushing myself to constantly be busy and by busy I don't just mean like the day looks like I record a podcast and I deem that as enough it needs to be I wrote several chapters in my book I filmed several brand deals I did the podcast I went on a run I went to Pilates I saw friends like that to me was productivity and I think I was defining productivity in a really unhealthy way and I think it's going to take a really long time to unlearn those behaviors but having the forced like slow down and like being forced to slow down has really caused me to like look outside myself and reflect a little bit on my priorities and on sort of like the way I would associate like fun with guilt if I felt that I wasn't productive enough and I think a lot of people look at someone who's a content creator and and you're like you can't you don't possibly know what it's like to be burnt out and to that I would say I just I have always viewed this in a, in a different way than I think like a lot of other people do. And that's to say I've viewed it in a really unhealthy way being my own boss. I've forced myself to schedule out every single day so that I am doing so much that I feel productive. And it has caused me to just over, just overdo it in every way. Um, I was making sure that if I didn't have work, plans for the evening I was seeing a friend because I felt like I wasn't a good enough friend if I didn't make sure I was seeing them at all times I was making sure that every single day was packed with so many things in a row that I would feel proud of myself and the only person holding me to those standards is me and I'm proud of myself for my work ethic and how hard I work but I also just think I've gotten to a point where I have really overemphasized productivity and I just need to slow down so forcing myself to slow down in this way has been really reflective and I think there's definitely a bigger podcast episode about what it's been like to have these realizations and I posted a little bit about it on my story yesterday but for now I'm just like definitely trying to take it one step at a time and really reprioritize and I don't want to get emotional it's just like I I've been like isolated I was in the hospital then I was on bed rest and now I'm like getting back into it but I just took for granted so much like putting on makeup and going out to dinner and like having a glass of wine. I took for granted like even just the ability to go to Pilates and like go to yoga and how I would say like, oh, I have to go to Pilates. I have to work out. It's like, no, you get to like that's such a privilege. And I just feel so weak right now, which is okay. Like my body is healing and I'm so grateful that I have a body that's able to heal. But like I got a coffee this morning on my walk and it was like too heavy for me to hold. Like I just feel weak and I feel so grateful to have a body that's healing and that's going to make me healthy again. But I just miss feeling strong and I just know I'm never going to take feeling strong for granted again. And I'm just going to be way less of a complainer on the other side of this. I'm a really tough person, but the isolation and all of it has just caused me to reflect a lot. And I think that's been really good for me I think it's like kind of the wake-up call I needed but when I am on the other side of this I have such a fucking busy month I also like I'm getting surgery in June but I am not allowed to tell you guys everything that's going on but like I'm literally gonna vomit it's like the biggest month it's just gonna be so exciting like everything is happening and so I need I feel like this has been a really good moment in time for me to just like refresh regroup and on the other side of it it's going to be time my time to shine and I can't wait I'm I'm like counting down the minutes until I get to tell you all the news but like don't worry it'll be here before you know it. it's on the horizon finally and that's so exciting um but yeah no it's just been it's been crazy I I haven't like really 
watched or read a lot. I, I watched like season four of Marvelous Miss Maisel and I loved seasons one through three. Season four really lost me. And I think the problem is the same problem with Gilmore Girls where Amy Sherman Palladino doesn't know how to write characters who arc over a long term. She's an incredible episodic writer. She's a great dialogue writer and she writes incredibly flawed characters, but then she doesn't know what to do with them. That's my personal take on it. I'm not that that deep into season five. I don't know if I'll get that deep into season five just because I've been kind of disappointed by it. I read um, I read the new Emily Henry book, Happy Place. Listen, I liked it because I like Emily Henry. Not my favorite. I would rank last. I... I was depressed during it. If you don't want spoilers, I'm not going to give any, but I was just depressed during it and I did read it in a day. Ultimately, like it's good. It's her. There wasn't enough sex for me and it was too depressing for the most part, but I'm still reading Eat, Pray, Love. I started this other book. I think it's called The Club, um, which is like basically like about a spinoff about a Soho house, but it's like a murder mystery. So far, so good. Still getting into it. I haven't really watched a lot of TV. I watched the first Hunger Games movie and the second one. Um, I've really mostly just been like going on walks, listening to podcasts, doing my content, trying to work and trying to just keep being positive. I think that's been another thing. Like this is all temporary and I'm lucky and I'm grateful and it's going to be okay. And everybody has shown me nothing but patience and love and kindness. And for that, I am so lucky, but I'm starting to feel like myself again, which is good. Um, I'm starting to feel like back on track, which I'm feeling really grateful for. So this week we do have a guest, but it's a little different because our guest today, she interviewed me, which is really cool. Her name is Maddie Mayo and I fell in love with her. She's the host of OKSIS podcast and the co-founder of the app Camber. And she does this thing where she interviews people with the 36 questions that lead to love and if you don't know what that is she talks about it a little in her intro but basically this was this study that was published in the New York Times and it was just like by the psychologist and he was like these are the 36 questions that lead to love if you ask someone these 36 questions you will fall in love with them and I don't know if that's necessarily true but I love these questions I've always loved them so when someone pitched me the idea of having her on the podcast I was like yes I want to do this so we didn't do all 36 questions but she picked some of her favorites and asked me about them and we just had a great conversation but then we found out that we're the same person and that's always fun um she's really great marvelous funny spunky fresh like it's you know we're really cut from the same cloth which is something that I knew pretty immediately, but I've never had somebody interview me on my own podcast, which I thought was really fun. And I, I don't know. I just think we needed good vibes today. There's a lot of big things coming up for me and I can't, I don't even have a lot of energy right now and I'm just trying to get through the day, but I hope you guys are having a good day. I've missed you. I'm sorry. I know I don't have to apologize, but if you felt neglected (laughs) by me, I, I felt like I was neglecting you too. I'm just trying to heal and every day is going to be better and I'm going to be able to give more and more and more and then we're going to be in tip-top shape and I have gifts for you and they're coming. You just have to be patient. So without further ado, I think we'll get into the episode because it's so much fun and I think you guys are going to have a great time with it and if you need anything, you know you can always DM me. I love you very much. I hope you're having a stunning, marvelous, beautiful, fantastic, wonderful, thrilling day and I hope the weather is good wherever you are. It's 65 and sunny here in New York and that is all we can ask for. And I just fucking love you guys. I'm giving you a big hug from me to you, from mine to yours. And I hope you get yourself a treat and I hope you enjoy the episode. See you next time. Hi guys. Welcome to this week's guest 
interview, but it's not really an interview because we're going to flip the table, which I just explained to you. And now we're going to get into it. I am here with Maddie Mayo. She's a TikToker and she's the host of several podcasts, including a new video podcast called 36 Questions Later. I know that you guys know all about this because I talk about the 36 questions that lead to love all the time. But if you don't know what it is, I have Maddie here today to both explain what they are and ask me some of the questions too. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, I didn't know that you were obsessed with the 36 questions that lead to love. Can you tell me more about that? Yes. So I discovered them like years ago when they came out like in the New York Times. And I just would do them like over the pandemic. I made my whole family do them together. I've done them with every significant other I've ever had. I've done them with every close friend I've ever had as well. And I always like joke about this, but like, I think the first night my boyfriend and I slept together was like the night that we did them. And I will say it was like a little bit further on because we like waited and we were trying to like wait and whatever and like get to know each other. And we, then I proposed we do them like on our like seventh, eighth, ninth date. Like we were getting into like dating territory. We've been really seeing each other, but I was like, let's like make a picture of margaritas and just like do this thing. And like, they actually lead to love. Like that really sealed the deal for me. So I always recommend people to do them when they're looking to get like deeper with someone or whatever it is. I'm literally obsessed. It's so true. Also, yeah. I mean, you're on the record. Eli's on the record. Uh, If you do the 36 questions, then you will have sex with the person that you're doing them with. Like you might. It's so fun. You Like just that's risk, a risk that you're willing to take. They have so much power. Um, yeah, so I also am very fascinated with this set of questions, so much so that my boyfriend and I created a whole video podcast series where we filmed four couples that were strangers. We put them on blind dates, and we had them answer the 36 questions, and it was so fascinating to see what came out of it because, as you said, yeah. you could do it with someone that you're you know, dating or someone you're trying to fall in love with, but it's also super meaningful from a friendship perspective or just from getting to know yeah. someone on a deeper level. Uh, so yeah, we we filmed the the dates, which was – I was so I felt fun. like Ashton Kutcher. I was like in the back room like watching the dates, like freaking yeah. out because some parts of it are so cringe, but then other parts are just like so lovely. I was, I was like trying not to scream the entire time. Um, yeah. But yeah, then we filmed them and put it all out as a video series. And then a month later, we followed up with them to see if they – actually did fall in love and see if it, they were the experiment worked. It's just so amazing. And I really liked your point about friends because I feel like I'm really trying to decenter romantic love from my life. And I'm not mm. saying to everyone listening that I'm trying to decenter my relationship. That's not what I'm trying to say. I deeply love my boyfriend. It is in the center of my life. But <laughs> with it in the center of my life, I'm also trying to center other other kinds of love. Cause I just feel like we're fed this story that like love is a solely a romantic thing. It solely comes from like the, the the best love you can receive is romantic love from a partner, but like friend love to me, and especially for women, like the love of another female friend, I think is better than and more important than romantic love. And I really try to talk about that all the time because like when I was going through my whole like breakdown of, oh, I hate being single. That was like the biggest takeaway that I had when I kind of like forced myself to sit with that discomfort was realizing like that friend love is like better than Oh, it's so – it's so – yeah, it's so nourishing and it it tickles like a bit a different part of your brain. I would also add to that 
self-love. I think that yeah. is a type of love that people do not talk about. And even yeah. through exploring these questions, like honestly, I wonder what it would be like to answer the questions with yourself because you are yeah. surprised by by what comes up and what is, you know, triggering you or what what have you. There's just such like reflection in them. Um, but I am with you. I'm on the same page. And we're gonna do some of the questions together if you're Yay. if you're down. And we're gonna see if we fall in love. Okay, yeah, we probably will just because I feel like we're already hitting it off. <laughs> I know. I feel like we're kind of sisters in like another life, honestly. You know, we definitely are similar when I was like looking into you. Like I was like, oh, yeah, her and I yeah. have some – we have a similar vein running through the both of don't, us. Don't you love that when you find someone you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I get I, – well, it matches. There's, there's like the most cringe but also like lovely quote from Wuthering Heights by Emily Bronte, <laughs> which is – um. She's talking about like Heathcliff or whatever. And she says, whatever souls are made of his and mine are the same. But I genuinely feel that way. Sometimes when I meet someone, like when I'm, when I'm meeting you right now, like, oh, we definitely have like similar soul particles. hundred percent. You know what We're I mean? We're on similar wavelengths. Oh, I know what you mean. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So this will be easy. We're just going to fall in love and everyone listening, you're welcome. <laughs> Let's you're do welcome. it. All right. Number one, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Oh my God. I was just talking about this like at dinner the other night, we were like playing an icebreaker game and this came up and I said, my perfect day would be waking up and going on a really nice run. The weather would be like 60 degrees and sunny, but like a little crisp, but it would be one of those runs where like you feel really good. Like your body just isn't like reacting negatively in any way. And after that I would like shower, change into some cute clothes and I would go home to my parents' house in New Jersey and I would like go to the little farmer's market and get like stuff to make a cheese board and wine. And I would just hang out there all day with like my brothers, my boyfriend, my friends, my parents. And I would like read and drink wine on their porch from like 2 to 4 p.m. And then we would just have a big feast and like listen to music in the kitchen. And then I would have sex and go to bed early. And that's my perfect day. You know what I love when I ask this question is – these are moments and days that are very attainable in our lives. And like you would think that when you say, oh, what's the perfect day for you? You're like, oh, I'm flying to Paris and this and whatever. Like very out of the ordinary. Whereas it's so fascinating that everyone who answers this question is like, no, this is like a day that is centered around family and friends and it's like more local and it's things that I could have access to every day. And that's amazing. Yes. I can't stress it enough to like I feel like on a day where it's like I fly to Paris, which like Paris is my favorite city in the world, like I'm stressed. Do you know what I mean? Like a perfect day is like me putting myself in an environment where I'm not having a fucking panic attack. So I feel like that's why I say it's this because it's just like this is the day that I'm not having a MentiB. Do you know what I mean? hundred percent. We're trying to minimize the MentiBs and this is is how we do that. Exactly. Um, So I'm very similar to you. I, I would definitely wake up do some sort of yoga, some sort of movement, take a walk, uh, spend time with friends and family. Wine is definitely involved. I'm a natural wine girly. So that would be, you know, some orange wine would be very close in proximity to wherever I am. I would be going to like a new restaurant in LA, discovering a new spot. Um, Again, I love a 60 degree and sunny. Right now it's like 60 and not sunny in LA. Everyone's complaining about it, I know. But it does (laughs) harpen the mood over here in LA. And honestly, I'm going to put a little extraordinary in my day because I've been, as as you have as well, binging Miss 
Taylor Swift's Eras Tour on the TikTok. I've watched literally every single video that is available on the internet. And so I would go I would go to Eras Tour and be front row. That's that's my yeah, perfect okay, So I will say, like, after watching all the videos, I was like, I need to get a ticket to MetLife and sit in the front. So I go to fucking look at the tickets to sit in the front. Five oh, grand. No. I was like, I, suddenly I do not need to sit in the front. I, was like, I have a feeling that she's recording this and this is going to be yeah. – su- it's going to be Miss Americana part two. So I am like ready for the Netflix special where I get to sit on my couch and enjoy it and it's, you know – You're right. You're like, right. Like sweat on her face. I also feel like I'm getting like really good content from TikTok. I, it's yes, like I'm I live agree. streaming it. Thank you to the Swifties for breaking their backs out here for us. Like also I don't know what my seats are because I'm very lucky that I'm going to do a brand trip that includes the tour and so I I have no fucking clue it's like very incredibly rude for me to like where am I sitting but I see everybody (laughs) I see everybody on TikTok like I am in row blank section whatever like here I am and I want to be able to include where I am I want to be like so this is where I'm going to be like I'm such a planner that I'm like I have to let it go because I'm so fucking lucky but I also I, I want to see my POV because everyone's like showing the POV from the stage. Like I need to know the POV. 100%. I mean, the <laughs> I love the <laughs> – we need to figure out a way for you to like casually, like, ask, casually ask the brand. Be like, oh, just like just so I know, like just so, you know, I'm aware of just like where I am spatially, what it – you know. <laughs> I just need no. to be like – I'm the kind of girl that wants to know the entire set list and I want to know everything coming. Like, so I'm in my perfect mindset and knowing what angle I'm going to be watching it at, I think would help. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You need to have, yeah, it's a preparation. Yeah. It's crazy, but. Yeah. Oh, wait, when, when are you going? I am going not this weekend, but next weekend. Oh, where is it? Arlington, Texas. Oh my, wait, are you in, where are you? Well, I'm in New York. Um, right. I'm just like always in Texas. My boyfriend's from Texas. Okay. Because I know you were in Houston all. like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Houston, Houston. Um, I just got back yesterday. So I'm always like we visit his family a lot and then like I find myself there. Amazing. The you know what? We love you tapping into your Texas era. That sounds yeah. – That sounds right. Period. 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 I love it. Period. Okay. Let's move on to the next question. For what in okay. your life do you feel most grateful? Um, I think like I try to, whenever I ask this one, I always say, you're not allowed to say like health, happiness, family, et cetera. Cause I think it makes it more fun. Cause like yeah. the default is obviously my health and like my family. Um, but I would say like my two things, like one, I actually think this is one, like just my ability to give and receive love from different avenues. So mm. whether that's like the extreme passions I have for what I do with work or like the, the way I love my boyfriend, like, so much. Like, I didn't even know I was capable of loving someone that much or, like, mm. the way I would literally take a bullet for either of my brothers and even, like, my brother's girlfriend. Like, I just feel, like, so grateful for the ability to feel that way about people and about my job and, like, even about, like, reading and about, like, my favorite food. Like, I just am so – I love the feeling of loving things and I just feel so grateful for it. So I would say that. Oh, wait. What are you reading right now? I'm reading a book called Free Food for Millionaires, which I started last night, and it's so good. Wait, is it fiction or what is it? It's fiction, and it's about this girl, um, and she's from a traditionally Korean family, and they immigrated from Korea. Um, Her parents did when she was really young, and she goes to Princeton, and she's kind of like a free spirit, Mm. and the family's 
pretty poor and lives in New York. They she grew up in Queens and she's basically trying to make it post grad in New York, like among these like rich elites. And she's like obsessed with clothes and fashion, but she's like broke and trying to figure out her way. That's like base the baseline synopsis. I, I I'm on like ten percent on the Kindle. Oh my god, <laughs> I was like, I feel like I read the book. Amazing. Um, what what genre what genres of books do you read? I read a lot, so like pretty yeah. much anything. But I like fiction okay. right now. I'm in a good fiction era. But I like something that's like I don't like just a beach read. Like it needs to be a bit more elevated, a bit more yeah. nuanced. So. The reason I like this is that I feel like it's a story of love and lust, but it's like beautifully written, like almost Hemingway style prose. And like, I'm just obsessed with the cadence of it. And I feel very similarly about the book I just read, which is City of Girls by Elizabeth. Oh, um, I still have to read that. Yeah, she's the eat, pray, love girly. That book, I mean, she just writes, Elizabeth Gilbert, she just writes prose like on like I've ever read it in my life. Oh, did you read Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow? So it's on – it's in my bedroom and I started it, but I am always traveling, which is why I'm like a big Kindle girl and I have okay. um, an actual copy of that. So I think I'm going to bring it home with me because I'm going home to puppy sit for my parents for a few days and I'll read it then. Oh my god. I was dying at your, <laughs> your TikTok about your mom just like yeah. – just bought a dog. Bought a dog, yeah. <laughs> just, so. just surprised we bought a dog. No, um, yeah, I'm a big I'm a big romance girly, uh, but there are moments where I feel like my brain is rotting a, li- a little bit. Um, yeah. So I I find myself it. having to be like, okay, let's let's read like a big girl book, and that's when yeah. like the tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow came in, um, came into play, and then I get my fix, and I kind of go I ping pong yeah. back and forth. And you're like, now I'm back. I feel that. <laughs> now I'm back to my smutty, spicy smutty, books. Yeah, smutty, spicy books. <laughs> Exactly. Um, okay. What am I most most grateful for? I mean, I loved your answer so much. I was gonna. I was also gonna say uh, my boyfriend and just the the level of support that I receive from yeah. him. I think that's something that I've never experienced. And sometimes it. I sometimes I let it go for granted, and I, it's. I have to yeah. keep reminding myself to let let the love and support like sink into my body and something that I actually yeah. internalize. Um, so yeah, and I just think it's something that I see a lot of my friends around me who don't have that level of support either from their partnerships or they don't have a partnership that doesn't like give them that. Um, and it's mm-hmm. definitely something that you can, uh, you know, give to yourself. And that's also something I'm learning, but it's this beautiful, just, I mean, constant love and support that I just, I feel like is so unique to to the way that he he gives it to me. So I'm super grateful for that. Oh, I love that. That's such a good feeling. I know. I know I love it too. Okay, this one is – I haven't asked anyone this before, but I feel like I feel like this will be good for you. When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? Oh. Because I know that you're a Broadway girly. 12 seconds ago. Um <laughs> – Probably like the last time I was being dramatic in the shower, like yesterday. Like I am always singing. The thing is, I'm not as bad as my little brother who will in the grocery store checkout line be like belting out a tune. Like he's oh always singing. Yeah. Didn't even know he's doing it. Um, but I am always singing. So like today or yesterday, uh, probably Broadway. Because that's always my brain. Sometimes Taylor Swift, but I find like I'm musical theater vocally trained. So I find Same. myself to sing her music mostly because like a lot of it 
when you try like I could sing a lot of pop music with musical theater vocal training and like I don't I don't care to like step away from my musical theater vocal training because I don't really sing professionally ever right so I'm like okay I don't need to like put on a pop voice and figure out how to do that Taylor Swift songs do not like mold super well to musical theater like Mm. style of singing unless like you switch the songs do you know what I mean right yes so what are what I would yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I feel you. It's like kind of like me singing Gracie Abrams. I'm like, this doesn't. That's not. It's not my voice. Me, yeah. yeah, my voice is not that. I I'm similar to you. I grew up doing musical theater. I mean, the whole the whole vibe of me just yeah, screams yeah. that, as you can as yes. you can tell. Um. So when I sing, it's typically in the car. So it's it's so funny because I I grew up singing pretty professionally. Was gonna go to college for it. Ended up just like dropping it all. Uh, right before college and just switched all yeah. my applications and went into fucking yeah. business. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I just – it was really sad because it was my entire identity and I ended yeah. up dropping it on a whim. Um, I think, you know, I lied to myself and said it was – you know, I lied to myself and, and thought that it was just I wanted to go a different direction, but really there was, you know, a boy involved. And I think I just completely let that side of myself die, which is really sad. And I, I never grieved it. So now no one has heard me sing. Like my boyfriend has never heard me sing. I mean, obviously my parents and my sister, but I am so terrified of singing again because it has this really mm. intense like trigger response for me almost. Yeah. And so – um, I've always wanted to get back into singing just just for myself and just something that I could do truly as just like a passion. Um, but the, anytime I sing, it's in the car by myself and I will put on The Wizard and I, Ariana Grande live hey, version. Oh, that's such a good one. Only the Ariana Grande live version and I will belt my little heart out and then I'll do Take Me or Leave Me, Rent, and there's one other that I like rotate between. But those are my like – Broadway girly belting songs. I love that. So classic. That's what you need sometimes. Totally. Totally. Okay. Next question. This this is really fascinating because – all right. I'll just say it. Would you like to be famous and in what way? And the reason I kind of hesitated is you, I feel, have – there is a fame. There's a level of fame to you. You might not – claim that title, but kind of as you've gotten a little taste of that, is it something that you had always wanted? Is it look different than what you had wanted? And is it something you love? Okay. Yeah. This is such an interesting thing because I haven't answered this one in a while, Mm -hmm. like probably since I did this with my boyfriend, like literally two years ago. Yeah. Um, but my old answer that it's still pretty much true is that I've always wanted to be famous in a Margaret Atwood way, where if I tell you Margaret Atwood, you're like, oh, one of the most famous authors of all time. Of course. Like, yeah, we all had to read XYZ, Orcs and Crake or whatever the fuck book that she wrote in high school. But if you saw Margaret Atwood at a restaurant, you would never know it was her. I would, because I'm a little bit clinically insane and like obsessed with a lot of female writers, but like, I'm in the minority. Like Margaret Atwood getting stopped when she's out to dinner probably happens. Like she goes out to dinner 10 times, two out of the 10, and it's one person. You know, people are like, that's Margaret Atwood. You know what I mean? (laughs) But she's rich, she's successful, and she's like a household name basically and one of the most famous living female writers that we our generation will ever see. That was always what I wanted. Like notoriety, but not 
I didn't want to be recognized out. I will say I love being recognized out by my followers now because I don't, I think it's because of the way I position myself online because a lot of people would say you are famous and people are coming up on the street and recognizing you. But it's like people aren't like, oh my God, like freaking out like they saw Justin Bieber or like Ariana Grande on the street. It's like seeing someone that you think of as a friend that you know everything about who you've messaged like paragraphs to before and they've responded like just an internet friend. And so I feel a little differently about it because I would never want to be like Lady Gaga famous where you can't walk outside like ever. But also like what I'm going through now is I go outside and like if I'm in New York City, like the odds are someone's going to recognize me from TikTok or like Instagram. And I don't mind it because it doesn't feel one because I haven't really let it like I don't let it like be like, oh, I have to look so good, but I'm going outside because someone might say hi. I don't really care. But the other thing is like, I just, I love meeting these people because it is not, it's just like, I was on the subway today. This is a perfect example. And there was like a mariachi band on the subway starts like going at it. Right. And this girl next to me takes out her headphones. And I thought she was taking out of her headphones, just enjoy the mariachi on the subway. And she turns to me (laughs) and she goes, it's going to be a really good day now. And I was like, what? I took off my headphones and she was like, well, you're here and sitting next to me on the subway. And there's mariachi band. She's like, my laptop broke. I'm running late, but like I'm taking these as good signs. Then we chatted for our whole subway ride. She was so nice. And it was like so normal. So like that kind of thing, like I would never want to give up. So it's a tough thing to say because like I'm still thinking the Margaret Atwood vibe, mm-hmm. but I also don't want to give up what you have now. My so you are so you are speaking to the choir. My mom has always said that she would want to be like Nora Jones where – there's again yes. this no- notoriety, <laughs> but if you saw Nora Jones, like you would never, like you would never go like, after that. I ever went to. Oh my god, really? She is. That I mean, so she's incredible. She's incredible, but it's just more. Yeah, it's more of that. You wouldn't scream, cry if you saw Nora Jones at your local yeah. coffee shop. Um, I my answer always is uh, kind of, like an Emily Weiss esque person, founder of Glossier, someone who is, again, created something so meaningful, impactful, uh, you know, has paved the way, trailblazer, pioneer, uh, you know, does a lot for women, is a leader. That is the type of like fame I think I would want. And again, wouldn't be, uh, you know, if you saw Emily Weiss, I mean, again, I would freak out because it's me, but yeah, the normal person wouldn't. And I totally feel you about people approaching, approaching me. So I I also get approached a lot in Los Angeles because I run a like Los Angeles specific things to do places to be TikTok and people come up to me because one, they find a lot of the stuff I put out very valuable. It's helped them. A lot of people find us from just moving to the new to LA in the like last six months and it's their new city. It's the way that they discover. And so they see me as this like resource, I guess, and as a friend And then, so when they come up to me, it's the most amazing form of validation of, oh, right, what I'm doing is valuable and what I'm putting out there is like connecting with people. And I've helped people transition to their new home. I've helped them discover their next favorite place in the city. And um, what's that? Like held their hand online. Exactly. Oh my God. I love that. I love that. And that's exactly how it feels. Yeah. It's exactly how it feels. And whenever someone comes up to me, it's the most flattering. And it's not from an ego perspective. It's more of this, oh my God, uh, okay, yes. Like, let's keep going. It's honestly like, I think of it as like a sign from the universe of being like, oh yeah, Mads, you're on the right track. Like, keep going, you know? I agree. I know. 
I love that. I love that. So like, okay. so like yeah. we're, at, we're at a crossroads here. We don't really know our answer. <laughs> I know. We don't really know, but we're kind of on the way to finding it out, yeah. I guess, in a way. We're doing okay. What we – I mean, we mentioned sex a couple times. So what role does love and affection uh, play in your life? So I think like I I write about this in my book, in the foreword of my book, but I used to be um, – I just my astrological chart. I don't know if you do, like know about astrology, but my Sun, Moon, Mars, and Venus are all in Cancer, and I think okay. that might be like part of the reason about what I'm about to say. But I just always felt growing up that I have a capacity to love that is far greater than other people's, mm. and I never resented other people for not being able to match that. If that makes sense, because I just knew, like in my core, that like this capacity that I have to love is like something else. Like it's like Mm. cute. And I would find myself like sometimes getting like really struggling with like romantic partners and things of that nature because they couldn't like match that even at Mm. their best. Like their best of giving me love was just like not even close to what mine was. And I think for a while I thought that there would never be somebody that could like match my output or love me at a hundred percent. And I, I think I've like really found those people in my life now. And it just like took more work to find them. And it wasn't like inherent. And so I feel like I've worked for all of the like really good, gentle, caring people and love in my life. And so it hits even more, if that makes sense. Mm. I don't know if that was like made sense at all, but like, no, it does. I can't explain it, but like, I tell people this all the time when people ask me about my chart because it is like so concerning how much cancer is in my chart. Especially <laughs> I have two. I so I I am not an astrology girly, but I I am like I'm willing. I I want. I'm adjacent. Like I will take yeah. any of the readings and whatever diagnoses you give me, but I yeah. don't know anything about yeah. it. And okay. I'm too. Two of them are cancer for me for sure. My like actual birthday and then something rising or something. When's your birthday? July 9th. Okay. Love it. I'm the 22nd. Um, but yeah, basically, long story to make it so short, the Mars and Venus are like – Mars is action, and so sex will fit into Mars. And mm. Venus is like love and romance, and the moon is emotions. So when you have Cancer, who's like the ruler of the moon and so emotional and so romantic, placed in exactly those places, like you're just down bad. Like you're fucked. And I think like <laughs> – I think though I've just like made such peace with it. Like I love how much I'm able to love and like I'm okay with the fact that my output might look different than other people's and it's been really interesting to get to a place where I don't like resent other people. Yeah. And like I, I honestly astrology has helped me understand how other people give and receive love. I love all of those things like the love languages and all that stuff because just like helps me like I like to understand how someone wants to receive love how they give it even with like like I said with friends I think all of that stuff is so healthy so I think my journey with love and affection has definitely been an interesting one but now Mm -hmm. I feel really like confident and happy that's amazing yeah so before you might have been uh let down by other people because of the output and now it's kind of like you know what I'm I have this just extraordinary capacity for it and I can't expect everyone else to match that. Um, but that's really powerful that you've come to that awareness. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what about you? Yeah. Love and affection. Um, I am a big, um, words of affirmation 
person. Like I I just I need that constant yeah. uh it's hard because I really don't want to be like an external validation person, but there is something really beautiful about um, about your partner, partner, or even friends being able to uh, praise you in some some way. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean, it plays such an important role in my life. I think everything just boils down to love, even though that sounds so cheesy. If you think about any type of okay. relationship, exchange, anything. If you're just coming from this beautiful space of like gentle loving kindness, like that's the best way to navigate life, right? 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, plays a huge role. Something I am always looking for. Again, going back to the beginning where it's like it's not just about romantic relationships. It's also platonic. It's also any type of relationship. Like love needs to be present in those. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. I don't know if you do this, but before making a telephone call, do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why? Not really. Yeah, same. Um, like, just no. Like, I first of all, I hate phone calls, and if you call me on the phone, there's a seventy five percent chance of not responding unless hundred percent calendar that I'm supposed to answer you. Yeah, I don't like them because I just find it really awkward to be like, okay, um, I have to go now, and maybe that's my own thing, and that I should get the fuck over it, but I can't. So no, I hate phone calls. I'm and just better. I well, I mean, I hate phone calls too. If someone calls yeah. me, I'll text them back and be like, oh, hey, sorry, what'd you need? <laughs> like, sorry, did you call? Sorry, didn't sorry, see it. I just got a phone call. What? It, is this 2010? Yeah. Okay. When did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself? I mean, as a triple cancer, probably yesterday, like me. <laughs> like yesterday, I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday at all? Was I crying yesterday? Yesterday was a pretty good day for me. Oh no, I did cry yesterday. <laughs> I I just remembered that when we got back to New York from Texas, I just my period, like I got my period, and I was just having terrible cramps and feeling so sick, and I really needed my doll. And I like was rooting through my shit and like my boyfriend's like bathroom looking for it. He was saying he would go out and get it, but it was like 8, 9 p.m. And then I like opened my bag and thought I saw it, but it was my doll bloat, which just oh. is just their de bloat one. It doesn't like oh. actually do. If you're bloated and you take it, it helps the bloating like immediate, but it doesn't Ooh, help the damn. cramps. It doesn't help the fucking horrible nausea. So she's lying on the ground crying about that. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, valid and very no, justified. No. Very justified. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think specifically. I think it was – it actually like was a couple days ago. But yeah, been feeling a lot of low self-worth lately, which is interesting yeah. and something that definitely comes in waves. I want to try to track it. Like I don't know if you feel this way during certain times of your cycle as well. I've been yeah, – I went off the yeah. IUD – so I haven't been on birth control for like a year and I've been tracking it through natural cycles. And yeah. it's just it's such an amazing exploration of your body and the phases that we go through. I mean, I was ovulating yeah. while I was crying. So I was like, maybe that's when I feel this like intense low self-worth and even kind of like astrology where it can be some sort of like guidelines or guiding post of what how you react in life. I feel like your period can give you – those guidelines almost. Yeah, you're so right. You're so yeah. right. Yeah. So I 
I cried a little for the low self-worth, but we're, we're picking it back up. We're getting yeah, we're real. What? I said we're doing so good. We're doing so good. We're so worthy we're and we're so deserving and we're having the best girls, fucking time. We're just crushing it. <laughs> Your girls are crushing it. Oh, I love it. Um, okay. This one is dark. We're going to take a turn. Do you okay. have a secret hunch about how you will die? Um, for my whole life, I've thought I was going to die of breast cancer, mm. but my mom says that's just because my grandma died from breast cancer and she might be right. I'm kind of like arrogant in that way when like a therapist is like, well, let's trace how you're feeling. Well, this is why. And I'm like, no, it's not. That's not why I would know if that was why, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. My mom is like, no, the reason that that makes you anxious is that you're, you never met your grandmother. And I feel very deeply connected to her for a variety of reasons that we don't have to get into, but I, I feel very deeply connected to a person I've never met who died of breast cancer. And so I've also had several boob surgeries. So there's a lot of just like breast related things. So I I think it, I think my mom's right, but part of me just thinks that's how I'm going to die. What about you? Wow. Um, you know, I, I think maybe I'm just naive in thinking that it's just going to be old age and I'll be like 110 and just like want to slowly go. Um, but yeah, I don't know if that's naive or it's, it's hard. Death lately. I've been, what? I think it's optimistic in a good way. Okay, good. Okay, good. We'll look at it that way. Um, but it also, you know, I also want, I'm kind of moving into this space of being really grateful for time and approaching time in a lot more, I don't know, respecting it more. I think just we throw away time and waste time. Like it's, fucking nothing Nothing and it's so it's so bad I just read this book called time management for mortals by Oliver Berkman highly recommend for anyone who's like to it's like an anti-productivity productivity book it's basically like wake up call like hello you have 4,000 weeks in your life like what are you doing and I don't know I just I look at that and I I just get so I get scared of death but then I'm also at peace with it sometimes but I'm just like fuck, do I not have enough time? Do I have enough time? It's this like crazy yeah. war in my head. But like yeah. Spiraling. Like, oh, yeah. Fuck? Yeah. The spiral is where it gets me. And so, yeah, I just I, – I, we all, I feel like, live like we are going to live to 110. So I'm, yeah. I'm more – that's why I say naive because I'm just like, yeah, what if it was tomorrow? Like would I be okay with that? And – would I be okay with the way that I am right now and living my life and spending my time? I don't I don't know. I don't think so at this exact moment. So it's just it it's like a it's like a wake up call. I don't know. Every time I think about that. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. we should be living like we're going to live till 110, don't you think? I know because well, that but I know. I don't like when people are like what if you were going to die in in one year, like how would you change your life? And it's like, oh, well, it's not really realistic. Like I'd probably not work and just hang out with my family, which is like not, you know, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. So, but like five years, five or 10 years, I feel like is the energy that you should be like approaching, like doing something that's meaningful, that's fulfilling, but then also making sure that you're spending time with family and being very present. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay. What is your most treasured memory? It's so hard. Um, that's so hard. It's so hard. I just have so many memories that are treasured like deeply to me. Um, 
God, I don't know. Oh, I like any time that I'm like with my brothers, like both of them, because like we're not all three together a lot anymore, I would say is a treasured memory. I feel like that's such a like a hard thing to answer specifically. Mm-hmm. But like every time I get to be with both of my brothers, I would say has been treasured, which is like really special that I get to say that. Oh, how, wait, are you the oldest? I'm the oldest. They're twins. And oh, they're wow. 23. Oh, my God. They're just a year how, and a half younger. How was that growing up? So my mom says, and this like makes so much sense again with my astrological chart, mm-hmm. that I never really acted like a big sister. I was kind of more just like her secondhand, like a partner, mm-hmm. like her, because my dad worked um, and he doesn't work as much anymore. But when I was growing up, he worked from 9 a.m. to 10 p.m. every single day because he owns restaurants. Mm-hmm. And so my little brothers were born twins um, and I was a year and a half old. And my mom said I was always just like her little like sidekick. Mm. And she said when they graduated college that she never could have done it without me specifically mm. because I was just like her sidekick. Yeah. And so I do, think you ever, like, do you ever feel pressure though of being like being put in that role before you were ready or it was something that you just naturally? It was natural. Like I don't think she even put me in that role. I think I took it on and then she was like, okay, this is happening. Like it's me and her against the world. And she always just says that like when they told me I was getting a sibling, I was never jealous, never upset, never complained. I was like just excited. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's very much so who I am. I have very mother energy. Not like mother like Megan Trainor. <laughs> <laughs> not like mother, just like mom. I'm like a mom energy. So like I think yeah, I just take yeah. on mom roles. I like to take care of people. Yeah. that I can definitely see that for you. Um, yeah, my most treasured memory, I just became an aunt for the first time and I, I was never a baby person and something about this fucking child, I, I am just, there is something about having like a newborn baby in your family that when you are with them, it's like the most present I've ever felt in my life because you physically cannot do anything else but be there with them and for them. And, you know, I applaud my sister. She's been doing such a fucking amazing job. She's like a MILF and like so amazing and doing all the things. And she's going to raise this baby like, ugh, like I'm just so excited to see her grow up. But every time I'm with her, it is – I there's like a dopamine, like like your brain just like lights up and you just get to hold yeah. this cushy little like person. And everything she does is a miracle. And I never understood that. Every person that ever has a, had a baby, I was like, okay, like, cute, you have a baby. This cool. is when it's in your blood. There is something that completely shifts in you. And again, talking about the capacity to love, like there is uh, – every morning I'm like, where's the fucking new picture of Lily? Like, why didn't you send it to me? I need to know her update, exactly what she looks like, like hello. And yeah. she's just always type, top of mind. So treasured memory is just all, being with her. And I know that those are going to be treasured memories every time I see her. I love that. That's just the best. I can't wait for that. Yeah. It's truly – people war- – not warned me. People told me when you become an aunt, it's the best experience ever because you get all the good parts of having a baby without yeah, yeah. any of the stressful parts. And now I, I completely understand. Now you get it. 
I get it. I get it. Congratulations. Thank you. We love her, baby LK. Um, All right. Let's do – this one is one of my favorite ones. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why haven't you done it yet? Ooh. I always forget what my other answer was for this before. Before your book? Was it a book – one of them? The book was one of the answers. Yeah. Now I don't know what something I've dreamed of doing and why haven't I done it before? Done it yet. Well, I've actually really wanted to get back into like acting and like I love acting. And me and my friend drunk signed up for an improv class that starts tomorrow. Stop. And then I was reading the rules of the class and found out it has a show that we're expected to reform at the end and I just thought we were taking a class I didn't know we had a show so now I probably wouldn't have signed up if I knew what the fucking show wait but are you gonna do it still I have to I have to do it I have to I'm so proud of you this is you're gonna fucking kill it at improv oh I'm excited also my friend that's doing it it's just so fun we're like should we pregame improv class like should we get high before improv class like what should we do before we're like we're just like being goofy about it, which is so yeah. helpful. It's yeah, not like no, it's a to. bit. It's a bit, and if it goes well, then it'll be a bit and something I'm really good at. But if it goes shitty, then it's just a bit, and so it's like funny. Totally. totally. But that's that's probably a good answer for me. Yeah. Also, you're gonna kill it. It's like the perfect <laughs> like extension of you. It's gonna be unbelievable. Also, I just you. also you. In, whenever I'm in those type of situations, I always think like everyone else is in the same boat. Like everyone else fucking doesn't right. know what they're doing and is yeah. wanting to probably just take an improv class to to spice up their life. And yeah. it's just going to be such a delight. You're so right. Yeah. So- okay. What if I dreamed of doing that I haven't done yet? I mean, I now that now that we talk so much about the singing and the performance, um, I just feel like going back to singing for me. Yeah. You know, and do but doing it for myself. I have and I don't know if you feel this way as a as a creator. I have this like compulsion to anything I do or any hobby, like I have to either turn into content or some sort of monetizable like asset. Oh, and yeah. it it <laughs> makes my brain glitch every time I just think. So my literal immediate reaction was, "Oh, if I go, you know, if I do singing lessons, like I should sing on TikTok." I'm like, no bitch, yeah. no bitch. Like this is something you can have just for yourself. Like, no. My therapist told me I need to have hobbies that I don't post because she's like, "You're gonna, you're gonna die. Like, yeah. You're actually gonna explode. <laughs> we, <laughs> your brain is gonna explode. I know, I know. It's something I feel like a lot of creators don't talk about, but it's, um, it's hard not to have a hobby and not want to share it, or I guess sharing it makes it feel, uh, makes it feel like it's worth our time yeah. if that makes sense but yeah we need yeah. to just have hobbies to have hobbies I agree I we agree. do more of okay, that okay well that those were the questions that I wanted to ask you I feel like we did fall in love no I think we did and also like I just am now like I want to meet you I want to like go to karaoke with you like oh I feel God. like we need to hang out wait we should I go like to karaoke a hundred percent and we'll I sing The Wizard and I. Oh, my God. I also think that our boyfriends might get along just because if they like us, they would have to. Like, <laughs> because they like rule? us. 100%. I mean, you you have a nice – you have a you have a NGB as well, right? NJB. Yeah, yeah. Oh, then they're great. 
We both have NJBs. Um, they're the only way to go. If if the listeners don't know, it's that's a nice Jewish boy. It's the only way to to get them. I love Jewish boys. Like, and it's it was not even like I didn't even like pick my type. Like I wasn't even I didn't even know until it was a pattern. Do you know what yep. I mean? Yeah. Till like every man I fell in love with was a nice Jewish boy or a mean one. Is it- <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, yeah, the they know how to we know how to pick them. We do, we do. I know. Yeah, okay, we so next time, yes, next time you're in LA, please, please let me know. I know that you have posted. I think it was a couple times ago that you were in LA. You posted like, can someone give me Rex that isn't Erwan or <laughs> or like just yeah. the basic spots? Well, I was talking to my mom somewhere, and I'm like, something that like she would like that's not like super basic because at this point we've done everything basic we could. I'll take you. you know I'll, I, yeah, I will take you around. I'll show you the fun, cool LA, but still, Yay. still in the zeitgeist. Yeah, we'll we'll have to hang out when you're over here. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for this. We, I know we're gonna till we meet again. Till we meet again, for sure. Oh wait, before you go, let everybody know where they can find you. I got confused for a second. I was like, are we on my podcast? Yes. Or are we on? <laughs> we started table. Okay, where can everyone find me? So my Instagram is at Maddie Mayo M A D Y M A I O. I have a podcast as well, which you definitely need to come on. It's called OK Sis Podcast. Mm-hmm. I do it with my sister. Uh, we've been going like almost five years strong, which is insane what? to think about. And um, then you can watch 36 Questions Later, which is this, the video series where we interviewed four couples uh, answering the questions. It's really amazing. It's on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. I highly recommend watching it. It's, I mean, you can watch the video on all three of those platforms, and it's very, very cool. Um, it's kind of like you'll hear my voice like sprinkled in throughout. It's like a hosted situation. It's awesome. Um, yeah. And then if you want some Los Angeles recs, you can follow my, uh, my startups, TikTok at Camber app, and you can hang out with us in LA. Slay. Well, thank you so much for this. This was literally the best time. And I know we're going to meet again. Same. Bye guys. Bye.